All right, everybody, and on this episode, we've got a big show, a lot going on <laughs> in the world. Um, I think we bounce all over the place, but the, the great part about it is that it was uh, St. Patrick's Day when we recorded this. Um, we had multiple guests on the show. So uh, we've got Michael Hart, David Durham on the show, some great conversations, um, all the way from golf to coronavirus to what we're doing with business, to what's going on in the NFL, um, to so many different areas. Uh, it, it, we, we, we covered a whole lot at the very end. And I know, um, unfortunately, because we are practicing social distancing, uh, we end up not having, um, uh, everybody be able to taste what I have, but I, I tried a, uh, both a, two, a couple Irish whiskeys, the Slane Irish whiskey and the Jameson. And uh, not big of a difference, but you can hear a little bit of my review there. So enjoy the show. Hope, hope you like it. It's a little bit of a long one, but we hope you like it. Thanks. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed putt. He was like, yeah. We have, yes. Good evening, boys. Hello. Hold Good on. evening. Hello, oh, Mr. Derm. Uh, this is exciting. Happy New Year, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome. Welcome back to the pod here in 2020. Year has been fantastic so far. Really has been. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of like, you know, anything that gripping, you know, but same time, it's been a great year. Well, I unilaterally took the... Uh, took the position today that while some are being cautious, I have asked each of the family members to uh, build their own wooden box that they can then um, crawl into clothes. I I bought them a rubber seal (laughs) so that they can seal themselves in the box. And, uh, and I think, I think uh, that might be the new standard. So we'll see your move world. To see if yeah. you can come up with something better than the uh, self-made containment box, but <laughs> I rubber seal, rubber sealed, some putting in between. Yeah, the, uh, right. So Anything you can do, I can let, do better. Let me let me do an intro here because this is going to be a fun show. I think we've got a lot to cover here, um, okay. which is going to be great. But let me let me do that real quick. Mm-hmm. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode twelve of season two of the Faded Golf Podcast. We are recording um, via Anchor. Uh, we have uh, multiple guests today, though. Um, and reason being, we are fulfilling the nation's request for us to have uh, social distancing. So we are all in remote locations. Um, Mr. John Falkenberg, you're joining us from the Naples area, I believe? Yes, I'm in Florida. I am. Uh, but I am lovely. quarantined. You are quarantined out on your back patio. I can we hear the the chirping of the crickets. Yeah, sorry if that's loud. It's okay. <laughs> no, it makes it feel more authentic. Um, we have uh, a guest joining us from the distant suburb of Carmel, Indiana, Mr. David Derm. Thanks for having me, Mark. You and I would be sitting together, but uh, but I was quickly informed that you were not allowing house guests after I said I was going to come over. I assume that is a personal affront and not just a, a global decision for all guests at the house. So 
Well, considering I came home and uh, there was a sticky note on the door yesterday that said, for anyone that has been exposed to germville, you must take off your shoes and wash your hands immediately. I, I, I took some tips uh, there to know that we are being extra cautious with uh, what is coming in and out of the house right now, which um, to a degree I, do, I think is extreme, but at the same time, uh, Michael Hart, who is another guest on the show, we can't be too cautious, can we, Michael? No, and after talking about it for, I don't know, 10 hours today, I felt compelled to just stay at home so I didn't have to see the look on your face when we started talking about this again. Uh, yeah. I know it's been it's been amazing uh, week. I think uh, literally one week ago from today, um, John and I were we were like, we don't get it. This is kind of silly. People seem to be overblown. It's just like the flu or whatever. And next thing you know, uh, and we're talking about, you know, the Big Ten championship and whether or not you will make it to the big dance. And then, uh, yeah, the next thing you know, we um, we end up. Everything just kind of gets canceled yeah. between uh, yeah, and the plans and, so. and the plans of you and uh, Michael's yeah. brother and another yep. gentleman, Scotty. We're supposed to be down here joining me playing some golf, and uh, that's not happening be- because of um, the quarantine. Yep. We were we were we we're gonna uh, maybe see if we could run into Mr. Penman, Dave, and oh, fantastic. Um, and uh, I was actually going down there this weekend and I was shamed into uh, into staying on the ground and not polluting a uh, an airplane with my with my with my breath. And um, so, yeah, I was in like Las- like likewise. That's kind of what happened. Yep. You guys were. Yeah, we were in. You were yep. in Las- we were in Vegas Las Vegas recently, two weeks though. ago. We moved our event up. We had the uh, the 2020 GCT International had 15 guys compete. It was a year or it was a week earlier than we normally do it. We normally do it during championship week and um, flew into what, got ahead of the curve. Yeah. Flew in, flew into what we thought was a pretty um, sparsely populated city and uh, quickly learned that they're, they're one of their largest conventions, uh, roughly 300,000 people, which was supposed to be held um, uh, this well, I guess, yeah, this, uh, a week ago, uh, during championship week was canceled while we were there. And, uh, and then the dominoes began to fall. We, uh, um, yeah, we ended up uh, not missing much of a championship week. So it worked out great. We had some 80 degree weather and, and enjoyed what I think was the, the calm before the storm. How did you perform Mr. Durham? You know, I gave it a pretty good go. Uh, it was really competitive on day one, but for one guy who just got out and, and ran away with it. Um, he shot 75 on the first day gross as, oh. as an 11. And, uh, <laughs> and on, his, on his home course, but he, he, played, he played well. And he's, a, he's formerly about a five handicap and just has never performed at all, but um, has been trending uh, upward and – some guys play with him all the time, but he, he got it together and then and then really managed to hold on. Uh, one of the guys made a really good charge, got within a couple of points. Um, one of our guys shot a, a net or a, a gross one under on the front side at uh, at Shadow Creek on day two and managed to pull within a couple of points and then uh, and then slowly faded over the last nine. And uh, and Randy Black Jr. won his first uh, major championship. So it was very exciting. 
And we had eight. And that's a that is a thirty six hole Stableford competition, correct? That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you were talking points. I wanted to clarify that but, for the audience. No, no, no sure. A, traditionally, a Stableford event for you guys, which is which I I think we've all agreed, um, and we've talked about this in the past. I think that's a great format for like the beginning of the season. Great. You know, for people that are kind of. You don't want to have to maybe you know you got max double bogeys essentially. Yeah, max, um, max net double bogey, and um, yeah. yeah, no, I've uh, that was our so that was our nineteenth international. So that was uh, oh yep, pretty good. Wow, pretty good. Nineteenth annual. Yeah, and and here's well, you know here's here's a David fun, turns David does turn fifty this year, so he's I, been doing this for quite a while. I turned fifty on Sunday. I've got uh, five of those guys. I've won this two. Sunday. Yeah, turned fifty this Sunday. Ah, you might have you might have to break the quarantine rule and have him over, Mark. I mean, my God, yeah, turning well, fifty. Well, you have to run it by the misses. We'll see. Um, right, well, so, so, I'll, uh, so here in, if you guys scour up and I can, uh, you know, lice all you down, you might, you might get, you might get another sticky note, but let's yeah. see, you can deal with yeah. that. You never know. In the world of small worlds. So we finished the, <laughs> we, we finished the event. Um, so we played Wednesday and Thursday, two weeks ago. We're having a, a nice dinner with 12 guys at Yellowtail at Bellagio and we're walking out and walk through the bar. And I kid you not, I can't make this up. I had nothing to do with it, but none other than the first person to ever win the GCT International, which is a, a, a lawyer up in Fort Wayne uh, by the name of Jeremy yeah. Jeremy Sink, um, who was a former uh, Purdue golfer and Nike Tour player, who beat me in the uh, in a in a in a playoff. Actually, in the first hole of the of the playoff, he hit uh, driver four iron on a par five, like 530 yard hole. And then, uh, and then ran a, like a 15 footer up the hill in for Eagle to win. Um, but he's sitting at the bar. So we were, so we were with the current champion. So this is, Knight. this is somebody who hasn't participated in a while. <laughs> we haven't, kind of like me. We haven't seen this. We haven't <laughs> seen this guy in roughly 10 years. And he's sitting yeah. at a bar table with a guy. They were just in town visiting and wow. so all of the guys who had played in the event were able to to uh, have a chance to to uh, shake hands with the the first champion so it was a yeah, that's little, cool uh, yeah did you guys sanitize shortly thereafter nobody really gave it a thought okay i mean when, when you're when you're sitting there staring at guys who are sneezing and coughing and then they're playing with their <laughs> chips and, and realizing that those chips are circulating to thousands of people every hour those chips will then maintain those germs for roughly three to five days as they sit in the troughs. Um, yeah, nobody really gave it much of a thought. Yeah, and this is where I we are now. That. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And now we're and so yeah, so like let's let's kind of let's retrace. So you know, I think there there was just there's been so many closings that have like just decimated the sporting world. And I'll I'll even throw obviously Vegas into the mix here, but you know it. It started with okay, well, we're not we're going to play without fans, right? I mean, that was like the 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 very tip of the tip, and then next thing you know, oh, NBA player, yeah, that's been touching microphones and joking about it. Oh, by the way, he's got the coronavirus. Hey, we we can and we can all it, Mark just to stop you there. We can all agree that this is one of the true missed opportunities for the PGA Tour that. That no, uh, no sport 
lends itself yep. better to individualized play, not shared ball fondling, and otherwise <laughs> um, social distancing between players as a matter of course for the round, but for yep. the hat off handshake at the end, which could have been done away with. So you take a time yep. where people are watching marble races on Instagram for their gambling <laughs> entertainment. And we could have had the PGA tour being the lone um, outlier. And I, and I believe they caved to social pressure. I think there is, there is absolutely 100% social pressure cave in here. And it was, people would say, well, you have to have at least some security and some people to run the event. Absolutely. You do, sure. but it could have been conducted but, in a way and, and the, the platform yeah. that would have existed for golf uh, and for the PGA I, Tour. And, and you, I had the exact same thought, Dave. I, <laughs> I, I can pull up the text, the text that I sent to my dad that said, this could be the best thing that best, happened best to thing. golf. People would, I mean, people are, are wandering around on weekends. And they're at, they have absolutely no idea to do it, what to do. And did you yeah. see they just canceled another four PGA Tour events? Um, yep. So just before we started the podcast, they've announced that uh, the PGA Championship is now going to be delayed to be played at some point in the future this year. And uh, the USGA canceled its first two events and has delayed yep. USGA or US uh, Open qualifying. Now, qualifying, we, yep. we can all agree that no one shows up to any USGA event whatsoever, but for the three opens <laughs> and the parents of the players for the amateur and and, right. and nobody really shows up for the women's open or the senior open, but they at least get enough people where it looks like some people are watching while you watch it on TV. So, <laughs> so again, that there being a, a group, um, which, which is starved for some, some, some eyes and ears on some, on some broadcasts, um, missing some opportunities to, to be a sport that would lead the way that is so well positioned given the, the viral chaos. Great. I totally care for getting something as well. I, did, uh, yeah. I think they postponed the Ryder Cup to 2021. So I, I oh, no. saw oh, that no. that was under con- – oh. I saw that that was under consideration but not confirmed. But I don't know. Maybe you saw something that I don't know. That would be news to me. Um, I haven't seen that today, and I, w- I would have thought that would have been I, much I, more widely broadcast. I, I, thought I, I thought I read that it was under consideration to move it back a year, which, wow, that, that would be um, a huge step. And I, I do I, – I, I couldn't agree with you more. I heard John couldn't agree with you more, basically. I think that the – uh, the opportunity that they had, and I could say, I would also suggest that the opportunity auto racing had as well, oh, um, sure, uh, to take advantage of such individualized sporting. Um, I just, it just, it seems, it seems like they had it right at their fingertips. But yes, they caved into social pressure. They caved into the the what ifs. And uh, just as all of our businesses has caved into the what ifs, I, but, are you guys but, completely but, working but, remotely? Yeah, yeah we, we, sh- we, sh- we shut all of our offices today. We're, we're, we're all, every single person at the firm, you know, well mm-hmm. over a thousand people working remotely and, uh, and for at least 14 days and likely up to 30. But Mark, here's, the whole, but here's yeah. the whole point like you made when we were talking just yesterday on the phone is like, the people that are in charge calling the shots, the government, admin officials for in control of making decisions for companies. It's like you can't go wrong by saying, like, you got to stay home because you'll never know if they were right. 
Meaning, correct. Meaning, yeah. they they are gonna look like the good guy no matter what. And if they didn't do it fast enough, then they're like, oh, we should have done this quicker. But if nothing happens, they're like, oh, look, we're glad we acted. I mean, so it's it's a win win. They have to do. And it. you could tell. No, you could, could, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, we're gonna back I up. don't agree with it. I do not agree with it. Let me there be is, clear. There is, there is a potential loss in this situation. I had this conversation with somebody else today, too. And the potential loss is that this has a bigger economic impact than we've ever seen for this type of a scenario in ruining uh, potentially a lot of businesses, small businesses, and individuals. Uh, there are so many other ramifications that can come along with that, that if if I'm, I'm not joking you that if basically if uh, what swine flu, I think, killed 12,000 people in the United States, if coronavirus doesn't kill uh, more than 5,000 people in the United States, I have a feeling you are going to have some people that are going to lose their shit because they don't have a business anymore. And this virus killed less than the swine flu. But they're going to say they acted fast, and, and that's why they prevented the death. That's but the they whole... ruined – I agree, absolutely dude. ruined all these people's livelihoods I to agree. save 6,000 uh, 85-year-olds that probably were – you know, who knows how much they had left in them anyway. Yeah, I do. That is a terrible – it's a terrible viewpoint on the thing. Complete over But I'm telling you, this is – there are going to be plenty of people that are going to look at it that way and that, you know what? You ruined my livelihood. So you could tell this was at it's already the happening. PGA, the it's already PGA tour was like living this in real time in front of everybody last week. You could tell they just were like wanting to close their eyes and hope that they could just push the PGA or the players championship through and be like, let's just get through this week. Right. And then, they were kind of fumbling the whole way around, letting people in on Thursday, even though they were saying they're going to restrict crowds Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then I think they caught wind that the Masters was planning on canceling. And if they were still going forward with it, with all the stuff that was coming out, then they would look like uh, complete asses. So they totally caved. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I need to get tested. It wouldn't be shocking that the that the Ryder Cup is is going to be pushed based upon some early details that the that the Masters is going to be rescheduled to the week of October 12th. Correct. I saw that, too. So, you know, it's like they're prioritizing what is going to I mean, both events are going to grab plenty of attention. So I don't think either one of them is going to be like, a, you know, where they're like, well, which one could be we benefit more from? But I think I do think playing the Masters this year has so much tradition attached to it. It's going to be a success. I mean, I, there's just so many different ways this thing can play out. I'm, I'm it's 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 crazy to me to think that uh, we're in the position that we're in right now, and and unfortunately for the foreseeable future, John CBRE's offices are closed. What around the world? Yes. Yep. So fortunately, I mean, that that's yep. Fortune one fifty company. That was it's indefinite. indefinite. It's indefinite, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was reading. So, I was reading an article. Kevin Kistner was talking. He's he doesn't think the Masters will be played this year because uh, the people that fits in because um, the people that run it they just they their their preference is not to have it in the fall. They don't want to do it. I don't know why. I mean, isn't the course fine in the fall? I know it's baked out in the summer, but isn't it isn't it okay in the fall? 
don't um, know from personal experience. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I've heard it's actually nice in the fall. Uh, I also heard, too, that it could be the week of the 5th through the 11th. So no. I think they're trying to host the Safeway or whatever the hell the Shriners open as like a uh, side event for people who don't get to play in the Masters. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that I read on it is that the fairways are a little are kind of browned out, but the rough is um, as lush as ever, and that the greens, because it's kind of been all dried through the summer, apparently the greens run about as fast and firm as they do all year in the fall. So it could. They yes. were. I, I had read that basically, like a, uh, you know one two under par maybe even over par could be a very very good score if they played the tournament in the fall so uh could be i mean just a different way to obviously watch a tournament and i'm sure there's lots of people that'll be talking through that but um in the meantime um i mean i what is meridian hills position currently dave i'm sure they've shut down the um Obviously, the facilities and food and all that kind of stuff, really. But can you get carry out? Yeah, you can get carry out. Uh, today was kind of interesting. Um, I, I actually played this afternoon and uh, exciting to see all the changes that are happening to the golf course. And, yeah, you guys uh, had a lot of work, quite a number right? of a lot of trees taken out. Uh, and... Unbelievable. An- another 300 plus trees taken and uh, and some really cool changes. So, uh, so pretty exciting Man, to see. I'm excited uh, to see that, Dave. I, I mean, I played it last year. I played in the Timberman. So how, I mean, how much different is it? Is it complete different? There will, there, there will be four holes that you'll look at and you just won't, you won't believe how different they are. Wow. And, and it's, it's really exciting. The, Which the golf course itself, I think, uh, uh, two, uh, eight, um, eight, especially eight is probably the most dramatic difference. If you, Consider that the the two trees that were um, at 100 yards on the right side of the fairway, and then the tree just short of the bunker by the green, are are, are all three are gone, um, which now allows you to hit a ball on the right side of that fairway and 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 hit it at the green. It's 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 spectacular. I mean, it is. It's a tough hole. Right, yeah, and then and then I and then I think what you what you'll see with the drainage and some of the things that they're tending to. Uh, but we just wait until you see one, two, uh, uh, eight, and uh, and then a couple of holes on the back where there's especially sixteen, um, sixteen and seventeen. I mean, just just dramatically different holes. So one one to two, I heard they were like it was in between like one to two is where they took out a lot of trees, right? From the the, uh, the green to the tee box. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, essentially, uh, a number of trees on the left-hand side of one are all gone, which will allow you to a little bit uh, easier to play from that that rough on the left-hand side. Plus, it'll allow them to grow that rough in. And then, as you stand on two, you used to put your back up against some uh, very tall spruce trees, and every single one of the trees, from the tee box to say roughly uh, 150 yards out, including some of those that were kind of some smaller trees that were short and left of the first bunker on the left. Those are all gone. Everything is gone. Wow. Uh, so what, how what does it, is how, what do you, what, but is it positive? You think Dave is, oh, all... it's, 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 it's exponentially better. It is 
every, everything will allow for what, what, what's going to happen is you'll look at the golf course and say, boy, the golf course I think is easier with this because you don't have some of the gimmicky shots that you, you used to have to hit if you got a little bit out of position. But what it's going to allow them to do is grow rough in places where you've never seen it before, grow that rough um, exponentially uh, more than what they've had it, and then heat up the greens to where it, it makes it a, a, a really, really challenging golf course to play around the green. So, Dave, what, what sparked all of this modification? Was it – I know you guys got a new greenskeeper, what, about a year ago? Um, was, this, was, yeah, this, was this the membership this that pushed for this, or this was him? no. This is him. Okay. This is him. So, so he was the number two guy at Muirfield Village. Yep. Uh, came over and had some ideas and and got started really early. I mean, we we changed. You know, when you have a greenskeeper who has a bunch of guys who are who are paid on an hourly basis and come in and and get their jobs quote unquote done and then go off to their other job, mm-hmm. um, you end up with the way in which the golf course was maintained and and tended to. Well, now they've got eight guys on salary. He's there, you know, literally as, as, as much as if the sun is out, he's, he's at the golf course. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's, it's really shocking. And then, so a lot of, a lot of drainage stuff being tended to, and with that, the idea being to create a really, really penal rough. And then they're going to do, I think the plan is, and, and no one has confirmed that it's going to happen, but they're going to do some really cool, tall uh, fescue grass that's going to grow from back to two uh, tee box kind of work its way down to there's there's a there's a, a wetlands area that runs down the left side of two and then goes down in front of the tee boxes on three yeah. um and wait till you see three that that big uh the, the big sycamore tree is now gone mm, what that, uh yeah gone that that uh that used to so you couldn't hit a cut into that green um from the on the par three that's all gone and so, and he's, he's taken all of the, uh, the, the, the fountains out. I mean, his, I think his old idea is to, to make it a, a more natural looking and, uh, kind of a cooler looking golf course than, than the way it exists before uh, today. Pumped. Sounds cool. Sounds Pumped awesome. Too. I know I yep. didn't get a chance to get out there with you, uh, last year. So we'll have to make sure we make that happen. Um, I tried. You, you were a very busy man. Uh, well, I know I play a lot of golf and, and we both do kind of in our own right with our schedules, I think. And that that becomes a challenge. Right. Of course. But um, and, kids indeed. are getting older. And as as with yours, I mean, you've got one going into college next year. Yeah, they're uh, they're all being they're all e-learning uh, at the moment. It's fantastic. So sure what that means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means they're they're working for like maybe an hour and a half doing some stuff. And then they're literally yes. playing Xbox or watching YouTube or hang on, like flipping through TikTok to watch um, random influencers lick toilets on airplanes. So, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, good. Sounds sounds awesome. Um, Michael, uh, I wanted to ask you, um, uh, as you haven't been on the show in, in a little bit, but I wanted to ask you, you are kind of a podcast connoisseur. And I wanted to maybe see if you get your give us some insight on some of your recent um, listening around the space uh, as it relates to other people's views on, you know, either the cancellation of golf or some other things that are going on. Putting you on the spot. If he's there, Michael, you there? I'm asking Michael questions and he's not even there. 
He bowed, bowed out. He's there. Still says he's connected. Did you put uh, on mute, Michael? He uh, he must have stepped away for hurtful. a second. Yeah, this is hurtful. Yeah, he's painful. He's off holding like, clothes. This is like yep. this is like dead air, right? We have dead air. I I, yep. I specifically I specifically start asking him questions to get him involved in the conversation. I, and he and he, I heard the bone of his dog yeah. being chewed. I wonder if he's letting mm-hmm. out the dog right now. He's gonna come back with his AirPods mm-hmm. in like two seconds he here. Go? Did he go fill up some Irish whiskey? I that would be nice if he did. By the way, what, what's everybody drinking right now? What's everybody got? I just gra- I just grabbed another Steve. Oh, we lost him. He fell off. He must. He's probably trying to reconnect. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll Budweiser. get Michael back. A uh, little Budweiser. Uh, Dave, yeah. do you have a um a nice Guinness? Can, can you hear me? I'm having a Guinness. We're not going to go into which number. Of Gen can you, Hey, can you, can you hear me now? <laughs> just... Yeah, we can. Yeah, I, I did. I, I was on there the whole time. So, I, I, yeah. My oh, bad. Oh, no shit. That, that was weird. Is Sorry. Is Gen I plural? Gen I. Yeah, it, it, it is for the seasoned professional. Yeah. I'm, I'm on, uh, I think I'm on, I think I just poured Gen I four here in the middle of the conversation. So, I'm not well going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat. The fact that my my drinking habits over the last week haven't increased due to the uh, ridiculous amount of ridiculousness that we continue to have to hey, deal with around I'm here. Back. But Michael, um, sorry, we had some technical difficulties there. Podcast connoisseur, um, you know what what uh, what are some other people's takes or some other thoughts that you think might be interesting right now on. What's going on with golf? Yeah, you know, so no laying up to a pretty good recap of everything because they're in Jacksonville right now. So I think their biggest takeaway was yeah, um, just the mixed messaging that they're sending out. You know, I think they had the, uh, you know, really hip chain smoker concert for all of those uh, 70-year-old Florida guys that love the chain smokers. <laughs> and we're really, like, pumping that promotion on Wednesday while basically the earth was melting down. So it was kind of like they didn't really know what to, to do about their current situation. So then they had the first round with uh, fans out at the uh, site. And so they were kind of criticizing them (laughs) on that because then they, in the middle of the day said they weren't going to allow fans on Friday. And then eventually they just kind of caved. So they're kind of just breaking down yeah. kind of what was happening on the ground there. I thought that was pretty interesting. And then uh, I, is it get a grip with uh, Max uh, Homa and uh, Shane Bacon, uh, just kind of walking through yeah. uh, Max's experience. Cause he's, you know, kind of an up and comer on the tour. He won last year, but this is like the first year he was probably going to be, it's had a pretty good, be start pretty competitive. To the too. Yeah, being pretty competitive in his first players. And then he was also explaining how he was about to go play a practice round at the Masters on Monday or uh, yesterday, and they canceled that. And the the biggest bummer for him on that was that his caddy was going to be able to join him. And he said that, you know, that was – he's not really sure when he's going to be able to provide that opportunity for him. So, I mean, you know, things – you know, you put it in perspective. I mean, obviously they're trying to limit the exposure to, you know, people that could be hurt by it, but then there's also the, you know, aspect that you can be disappointed. It's fine to be bummed out. I mean, I, 
I've been wanting to take uh, my old man to the Masters. Uh, it's kind of like my goal for the year was to be able to find tickets that I could stomach to be able to take him. And finally found tickets mm-hmm. maybe two weeks ago. That seemed reasonable, probably because everyone was watching the world kind of collapse around them. And so I took advantage of that <laughs> on StubHub. <laughs> Excuse me. And, uh, you know, now that's getting delayed. We're not sure if it's going to be played. You know, I understand why. It's just disappointing. I think that's just the theme I've been experiencing. You know, we're sitting around watching Love is Blind this weekend on Netflix. And I'm like, just, you know, fuck my life. I wish I could be watching the Big Ten Championship (laughs) right now, you know. But uh, I'm just hoping we, you know, grit our teeth and get through this shit and kind of be able to look forward to something here soon. Um, Other than that, you know, it's uh, things are pretty somber on the uh, podcast front. There really isn't much to talk about since I'm more of a – I believe that. I, on a side note, I just to give a shout out to Homa. Um, I think what he's been doing and asking people to send him their swings and then just totally roasting so them is fantastic. I, um, I just uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that on Twitter. Oh but, yeah. Uh, Max Max Homa roasting people's swings. I actually even chimed in on a couple last night because I was up at three thirty in the morning and I couldn't fall back asleep and I started flipping through Twitter and I was like, you know what? I think I could roast this guy's swing. So I threw, I threw a couple out there on our faded account, John. Um, but, uh, just for fun, but, uh, no, he's, that's a, what a fantastic idea. It's been a lot of fun to watch that. I like, I like Max. He's, yeah. he's got a, uh, a, a, a really nice talent of, uh, basically ruining someone's golf life, but yet maintaining some respect while doing it. You know, it's pretty, pretty great. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, just kind of a little dig, you know. It's, it's mm. good stuff out there. Good stuff. So what? So so it's a foregone conclusion. Shit's gonna suck for the next two months. Yeah. What are you guys' plans? What are you gonna do? What what what? what you, you can't only watch so much Netflix. You got to get outside. You got to do something. Well, clearly, gotta, I mean, spring is around the corner here in Indiana, which I think is is uh, probably the 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 one you know shining one light shiny moment. Uh, ahead you know the one beacon yeah the one shining moment the one beacon of potential joy is that uh we we can get outside a little bit i think you know anytime we get can get through february in indiana it seems like we all feel like we've got a, a chance of getting back to some normalcy because the weather just absolutely sucked here uh, especially after christmas um but you know my my biggest fear it's not what do I want to even be doing, but my biggest fear is that uh, somewhere along the lines over the next few weeks, it's like we can't even freaking go out and play golf uh, by ourselves even for some reason, which would make absolutely no sense, by the way. But if I like I can't go out my backyard and even walk I around go. nine holes by myself, then I think we've got real issues. If I'm playing dues, I'm I'm walking out there. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna walk out there and play golf. I mean, that's that that's getting I, to the point where it's just I I ridiculous. I get it if they start like limiting like golf carts or something like that and saying it's like walking only or what. I, I mean, I guess I could see that kind of thing, but man, I should just her sure as hell hope that the weather trend that we've seen, um, at least the forecast wise, can can hold on. Dave, you said you played today. Um, which it was, it was pretty nice out when the sun was out. So, 
Um, they got the pins in out there. Uh, oh yeah. Meridian. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. In, we don't. Fact, we don't even have pin. In fact, pins today in our greens. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pulling. I'm pulling in, and they are deep tining the 13th green. As I'm pulling in, I was kind of scratching my head, going, "Hmm, okay." And by and I and I I teed off on 10, and by the time I got to 13, they had already rolled the green and mowed it. And I mean, wow. and it was it was a 11. I mean, it was it was it was incredible. Um, uh, how how uh, the condition of the golf course in March? It's it was pretty cool. That's good. I did see a big crew out on the first uh, green um, this eve, or might have been this morning when I pulled out. It was it was this morning when I pulled away. So I believe they were working on some serious stuff on the front nine today at our club too. But we don't have pins in the greens yet. But I think the twenty fourth, they're planning on putting some holes. So, in the I think we put our so, uh, we we put ours in a uh, two Fridays ago. So the Friday I was yeah. in Las Vegas, they put pins in. And it, I think most clubs in the area did that. Um, that probably have a little bit more established turf. I think there's there's, I, and I I don't believe it's our greens as it's uh, as much as it's our uh, uh, tee boxes and fairways in which they I don't think. They feel as though with, especially with the dip, some of the dip wads at our club uh, repairing things um, that it will, it would recover in these, some of these cool temperatures. Um, So I I was kind of, I wonder if they kind of held back on our course more for being able to grow back tee boxes and fairways than they did for protecting the greens. But I don't, I'd I'd have to get into, uh, into that, the back shed and start talking to our, our crew to see what their thoughts are there. But I'm um, we're excited about actually, yeah, getting out and playing some golf. Dave, did you have any, you, did you buy irons last year? I did. I think yep. we had this conversation, right? Yeah. You got, did you get new Callaways? Yep. New Callaways, the apex irons. And then, yeah, my only, yep. I was just talking to a guy I played with today and my only off season purchase was a new 58 degree wedge. Yeah. And John, you just got all new, uh, SMA Titleist wedges. Just re freaking just all fresh grooves lit up ready fresh. to go. Hit them today. Hit them today at the uh, the range here at Wildcat. Yeah. You um, didn't play. You didn't off, play today? off the Bermuda. No, I had to. I went down. And, yep, and I I had to go down and meet my my friend at uh, down at the Ritz in Naples, and I oh. didn't have enough time. But I'm gonna play. Sounds more terrible to meet your friend so, at the Ritz when you don't have enough time to play golf. So, so I hit, I got time to hit. Awful. So I hit, I hit some balls. I mean, I drove 16 hours yesterday. I, I know you the, did. The wife and kids flew down on Sunday night and I drove down cause I had to bring snowball <laughs> the dog. Damn, damn dog. Um, and, uh, yeah, they were great, dude. They, I mean, they're so much better than the Mizuno wedges. It's not even funny. It's just, it's, it's an improvement. And then the Mizuno driver loving it. Oh, that's right. Oh. You picked up the Mizuno driver a couple weeks ago. Love it's it. a beautiful looking club. The sa- I love the sound of it too. It's got a great sound. Uh, yeah. Michael, are you are you in any equipment space? You been you worked you invested in some lessons last year, working on the game. Um, I from I think our last conversation, you were kind of in the ballpark of like. Hey, I want to work on my game before I invest in a ton of stuff. Do you have anything in, uh, that still, you have your eyes uh, on right now? Still heavily invested on uh, the lesson side. Then, um, and then okay. also, you know, New Year, new me. Uh, I've been locked in the house all winter, so just you know, getting in shape. You know, Peloton, 
little weight training, you know, yep. a little band action, get that, yep. get those hips to fire, you know, a little turn action there. It's stabilize the stabilizers, <laughs> you know, just really. Is that George Gankus no, bullshit you know, or what the hell are you talking to, about? You know, right. find my swing through uh, meditation and uh, seeing a good uh, psychiatrist too. So we're we're gonna be Jesus, we're gonna be dude. rocking and rolling. Next next thing you know, next thing you know, you're gonna be voting for Biden. What the hell? So, yes. Are you are, are you gonna <laughs> so all are you gonna be so you're entering every you can enter all the tournaments this year, Mike? Are you prepared? You're coming into the club championship, and we know that so, that's expected. So, John, as, that you, as you remember, I, I played in limited uh, field last year, you know, just because, you know, working on myself, uh, you got to build yourself up before you can, you know, show the world how you are. But anyways, you believe in yourself, you can accomplish many things. But the, the tournament I did play in, uh, I, I did excel. My, my results did excel yours, if I remember correctly. So... Uh, I don't know if you want me to play in every event because I may. Actually, uh, I will. The, the I don't four, know what you're talking the, about. It was last summer, man. He was in the mem. He he got he got to the shootout in the member member. He's oh, super excited no, about no, it. No, no, no. I know what Michael's talking about. I know what he's talking about. When I've had about like a half a half a fifth of tequila and a lot of beer. Hey, whatever excuse you whatever excuse you want to throw out. Oh, yeah. My, 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 I did Michael put on the, on the simulator. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, that was he did actually kind of surprising. I had to rack my, I had yeah, to that, rack my I, brain for that. Well, it's pretty good. But hey, the, the so the club championship this year, Michael has a little bit of an updated format. If you want to play in the like full club championship from the gold tees, it is a three day event: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But then they also have an alternative uh, um, flighted championship where they uh, play just on Saturday and Sunday and they flight you by handicap. So that could be a, a good way for you to cut your teeth on some true stroke yeah, just, play action just over to, a two-day tournament. You know, just the tip, just to see how it feels. That, yeah, that just might be a good, good thing. Yeah. Uh, we, are partnering, we are partnering again in the uh, Buddy yeah, so old buddy. So yep, we'll see what we buddy. can do there. Yeah. Former champions as well, John. Yeah, yeah and and former first <laughs> round does, losers who, as who's well. Who's counting that? So that was a fluke. A <laughs> hey, hey, quick, quick, quick news update, guys. Reports today that the 2020 Ryder Cup is expected to be postponed are inactive. Oh, thank God. Ah, thank you. Okay. Breaking news. Okay. All right. Yeah, that just seemed it seemed really far out there and it also seems like it's such an iconic event that could bring you know obviously a lot of uh, attention back to the game um this fall i don't know i i would find that hard to believe i you know what i really find hard to believe I, so here i had a question for the group um of all of the uh sporting events that have been canceled non-golf i'll say non-golf because I think it'd be really easy to say that the Masters is like the most disappointing. But what are you guys most disappointed in uh, as far as not being able to see probably over the next at least 90 days? March Madness, then opening day. That's my first, like, in order. Okay. <clears throat> opening day of baseball is just, it's incredible. 
Maybe when you Mike? go. And I usually go every yeah. year. Well, yeah. obviously. Michael? It's, uh, uh, March Madness. It, and it, there's a theme. Yeah. It's, it's like you freaking kill yourself living in Indiana and locking yourself in for I don't know how many months. And then you hear the music on CBS and you're like, God, we're actually getting to spring here. This, things are looking up, man. We're, we're about to leave the house after this tournament. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, just not having that ritual is really freaking bum me out, to be honest with you. So, I agree. I, I, David? Yeah, I think it hits home when you're when you're at, for example, I was at the butcher shop on on Saturday, and you realize it doesn't matter when you go. There is no you don't you don't plan any part of your day around anything where I, I need to go and get this done by X time so that I can be sitting somewhere with X group of people to do this thing that I really enjoy doing. And I, and, oh, true. and, and it's, it, it was, a, it was a moment I'm sitting there watching some guy buy $2,400 worth of meat that he's going to somehow consume in, in the, in the short stint uh, between now and, and two weeks from now. But anyway, it was it was one of those that just resonated with me. I'm with you. I I also it's it there's there's something about the March Madness. There's something about the early rounds and the potential upsets. But it gives you something to literally build your whole um you build your schedule around things that are already pre scheduled. And at the moment, I think we all feel a little untethered because there's nothing that is pre scheduled. Literally, you wake up. True. And it's like you're on vacation in an airport, and you're like. Okay, I guess this is what we do today. Yeah. And so it is. Um, it's a very, very strange time. I uh, personally uh, don't miss and won't miss uh, opening day, um, <laughs> as I have. I, I've been on record uh, many times before. Um, I don't know what year we're into this, but I, I, I famously said a number of years ago that in fifty years there. Baseball would no longer exist. <laughs> I think. I, I think uh, uh, what this virus is going to do, if it does anything that is positive, <laughs> it is to reveal how grossly insignificant the 162 game baseball season is. The 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 two ends of the season couldn't be a bigger waste of time. Nobody wants to go. I've been in. I've been in the in the bleachers at Wrigley for opening day after uh, as as they. Um, well, it's it's been it's been a number of times. I've literally it's been snowing in the bleachers in 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 April for opening day. So I, I don't know how anybody thinks that that's wonderful and nostalgic. It's fun in July as everybody, but baseball should be played in you know maybe May, but maybe June, July, and August. But that's where about you, it. And but they can't. Get, where are you from? They can't there? get over themselves. Are you from Indy? Huh? I'm from. Yeah, I'm from Fort Wayne, yeah, Indiana. Yeah. I grew up a, a lifelong Cubs fan. So my brother was a, a Cincinnati Reds fan. Our parents loved to pity uh, pit each other again, pit pit each of us against each other with who we followed in sports. He was a Dallas Cowboy fan. I was a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. I mean, it's how it worked. But but again, that was back when there wasn't anything else to do. So I get it. Do you? But, you, but we live in it. Yeah, we, but you realize but, like the top two sports like there is grossing wise, NFL and then the MLB like a close second. Yeah, because they have it's 162 even, it's, games. But it's no, right, it's I, so popular. You, you and I can you, you uh, okay, simmer down. <laughs> there, there is there, it, it, un, under any given metric, baseball is the most rapidly declining 
uh, sport, whether it be in casual interest, um, the viewership, um, those who participate in the sport, more importantly, young people who participate in the sport, it, you can tell yourself all you want that it is thriving. The playoffs are interesting, and that's about it. And otherwise, it is it is a it's a fun sport to go witness live. Uh, it's an absolute snooze on television. You, and you stated, the numbers you will play about, itself out and continue to play themselves. You stated about fifty percent fact. Fifty percent wasn't true. Well, fifty uh, percent fact. I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy. But to golf's do. not even the top uh, ten. It's my. It's probably my favorite. I like it better than baseball. But it's not even the top ten. As he cha- as he changes as he changes the subject. Look, you baseball guys <laughs> love. I, <laughs> Just, just, just tell Come me you read the you. newspaper, and that's all. Just that's that. all I need to know about you. Just tell me, just just tell, tell me you're. Tell a me you read the just newspaper, and then we can, and, and then we can just be. Then we can just tell be done with the conversation. Because if you're a Cubs fan, that's all I need to know. I'm not. That's what you just said. I, look, no, no, no. I said I grew up a Cubs fan. That's all I said. I also grew you, up a Catholic. Okay, <laughs> so, so, man, so, that is, so talk about that is polarizing. Talk about two things. That is polarizing right, right. there. And every once, every once in a while, oh my god, I should just take that for what in, it is. I'll get sucked into a church. In a similar way, once maybe two or three times a year, I roll into Wrigley, and it's fun. But but it's it's not it's not some sort of you know sort of spiritual event for me. It's it's one of seven hundred and eighty games that are played every year. I mean, what what I was so surprised at, I wanted them to list out like spring training has been canceled, as are the pre-opening day games, as are the as are the intramural games that will be played after the they games. they literally. I mean, I, I, nice. they, they, they literally could be like, hey, the entire season up until August has been right. Canceled. Oh no, and 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 I, and I'd be like, I'd be like, this sounds really interesting to me now. Now every let's just put it this way: the most it. interesting World Series was a couple of years ago when the whole team was cheating. So I mean, that tells you something. So <laughs> that's uh, I love, I love it. Good, good debate about subjective opinions. I like it, mm-hmm. but we, I, but we I, can't change I, anything. I like it. We too. can't change anything because God forbid we we throw off the statistics and the records. Oh sweet <laughs> Jesus, the records! Oh <laughs> right. yeah. God, God forbid we cut the me, whole season. Me, in meanwhile, half meanwhile, and, 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 and actually meanwhile, make each game meanwhile, matter. Meanwhile, in three years, the three point line in basketball will be half court. <laughs> so I, I I love, but oh God, we can't we can't change the bat. We can't change any. We can't do so, anything. It's because it's so it's so pure. I, I I'm gonna back I'm gonna back up a little bit so that I can at least chime in on I I, I think March Madness means a lot to us here in Indiana and it, it it does feel like a really weird month for me. But it to me it 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 rolls into then what is the this the playoffs for the NBA and hockey and to your point, Dave. It's it's like they're like these. It's like I can open up my CBS Sports app, and I can just be like, okay, who, what, what game is it? Of what round? Of what series is it? And am I interested in watching tonight? And it's like it's almost your checkbox for it, it. Do I have something to go on that's going on tonight, or should I like maybe put a little effort into like spending some time with a wife and watching some stupid show, or like I, I'm pretty into whatever playoff game. So. It, March Madness kick for me like kicks off playoff season, and we just is, go through this awesome somebody, run somebody of pee, like is somebody the playoffs where people 
Some might be in a porn. Some might be peeing. I don't know. We'll have to see. But no, um, I'm, I'm pouring a drink. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I just poured a drink too, so hopefully it didn't sound like yeah. I was peeing. But I, I, I think March Madness to me just signifies this whole. It's like then this run on playoffs that just it makes it so great, especially as we lead into what becomes really like kind of our golf season where we actually play, and then these majors come in, and it's just. I don't know. Our spring is just ruined when it comes to sports. This is the best time of year for sports. However, there is the only thing going on in sports right now, and we're obviously all here in Indy, um, is there's a, a lot of NFL uh, because of the trade stuff and the, obviously the, the free agency and things going on. Um, Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was a little bit shocking to me. Did anybody else feel like he should have been a Raider? I, I mean, I, I just felt like that to me is where it lined uh, up but well, um, what's worse is i don't know then we sign phil rivers today yeah that is worse <laughs> I mean, that's the worst I, 25 million what would you, I, you're you're burying the lead mark <laughs> it's a bigger story it's a bigger story the best part is in the irony i literally two and a half months ago i'm sitting there on the golf course having a conversation with a guy and we're talking about how uh Brissette is probably not the answer and then, and then I, I, right. I uttered these words. Could you ever imagine ha- having Philip Rivers as your quarterback? Like, like for like, imagine being a, a Chargers fan for years and and watching him be like the because it's the worst. It's like it's like it's like having a girlfriend who, if you pretty her up in all the right ways, like the right dress and the and the right stuff and the in the with the heels, you're like. Wow, I think she's like an eight and a half. But then, but then, it almost it, in every other circumstance, you're like, oh my god, she's. I think she's like a three and a half. <laughs> and then you're like, no, 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 no. Trust me, you guys just need to see her and in the right light. It's it, you know, it's it's really she's she's great. But but then, but in a, no point is she ever a ten. And and just always always being disappointed. The, the that 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 threat of potentially being good is maybe the worst thing. And, and I, I've described it to people. Look, you guys have played some great golf in your lifetime. It is truly a curse because once you've played really, really good golf, the, you, then, you yeah. then suffer for the rest of your life if you cannot attain that same level of play. And Philip Rivers right. gives you that. He gives you some sparks of brilliance every once in a while, and you're like, you know what? He might actually not be fucking horrible. And then – you put him in any kind of pressure pressure situation where anything matters, oh. and man, does that guy always yeah. deliver on a full bucket of suck? And, and I mean, it, it's it's it is so <laughs> predictable. And so I said, I can't fathom like knowing at the beginning of the season we're, we're probably maybe going to make the playoffs, and then we're probably maybe going to get in a position where we might have a chance to do. And then that dude is going to absolutely shit the bed. And and I and so to know that we gave him twenty five million dollars to come in here for a year to basically tell Brissett you're not the guy. I don't know what problem this solves. I it do, it doesn't. This seems like one of the weirder are moves they, of all are time. They, are they? I would agree. And and why I led why I led with Tom Brady is I wanted to ask you guys as Colts fans is. And, and, and obviously these are two AFC guys that have burned us in playoffs and, and pissed us off along the way just because, you know, they're 
they're just arrogant fucks and they they just you know you, obviously you're, they're they're they almost have like like little mini rivalries along the way and i and i was thinking to myself i'm like if if there had to be a jersey with tom brady on it a colts jersey with tom brady on it or philip rivers and a whole fan base that was going to hate one guy more or the other which guy do you think actually would have been more well received i think i think rivers is going to be terribly received I, I believe that actually I think Tom Brady would have been better received even though uh, he just beat our ass. Yeah, absolutely. What do you, what do you, you guys know think? You, absolutely. What, who who do you think Tom Brady is versus Philip Rivers? And the and the, it's yeah. not even a question. The guy just raises the yeah. the status of your team by walking through the door. So yeah, I don't fucking care what happened in the past. I mean, shit. I rooted for Peyton Manning when he was on uh, the Broncos. It wasn't like shit happens man move let's keep going you're a fan of the team so when i was really and and, go ahead yeah no no and it's it's basically it's it's the contrary to 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 the philip Rivers story and that is brady is the girl who slides out of bed with a t-shirt in the morning and like flips her hair back you're like holy shit she's an 11 and you kind of like I'm not even going to go eat coffee. I'm just going to sit here and watch her brush her teeth. It is th- that, <laughs> that it is that, that's what, that's, that's what, that's how you start your day. You're like, we have somebody who, yeah. if we even happen to have the good fortune to find ourselves in a position to where we have a chance to do something great, that dude's going to deliver. Not that if, if all the chips fall into the order He's literally going to topple our Jenga stack. I mean, that's what we've got in Philip Rivers. <laughs> I mean, he, he's he's so it. I mean, the two couldn't be more polar opposites. Great point on Mark on the on, on the Raiders, but I think, but I think the Raiders have their own circus show. I I don't think. No, 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 no I, 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 I literally, I, I literally believe you know, they've sold out the stadium. They have the whole seat license thing. Literally they're going every, they, they're going to have, they're going to have wow. eight or nine home games. So this new 17 game thing, I got to figure out how that all works, but you're either yeah. going to get eight or nine home games. Well, one of them still probably going to be London. Mexico, right. Yeah. I, well, I, I think, I think that's yeah, where the, they're gone with the extra game is that you're going to have eight home games and everybody is going to play a, you know, international uh, game of some sort. Full international game of some sort is, and, is what I think. And, where and, and so, if you it, consider yeah. eight eight home games, and those eight home games, the 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 demand for tickets from from those teams that are traveling there to play. So, my buddy bought it as a bought his ticket. He lives there. His sole purpose was to buy tickets because he only intends on going to two games. He's then going to sell his tickets oh. for the rest of the season to more than pay for those two games and make boatloads of money on people who just want to come and see their team play in Vegas. It is an absolute, it's, yep. it's an absolute so, home run. What a, it's a, yep. it's a, it's a huge win for Vegas. Oh. I think it's a huge win for the NFL and, and, and it's, Complete, it's, completely you're agree. absolutely but right. I, I, I just mean, don't I, think, I don't think, I don't people think, are they, totally I don't think they needed Tom the Brady. I don't think they like, right. That, that team can literally coast on it's on just pure cachet of, you, I think they would have sold, so many effing jerseys, I, though. Yeah, I think they would have just crushed it. For sure. <laughs> Instead, they got Mariota coming in. You know, it's like I'm conf- now that that one confuses me. I don't want to get like too down the 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 crazy spiral here with the NFL. What the hell else are we going to talk shit. about? I think Derek. <laughs> the current sports. Yeah, I know. 
but uh, Derek Carr, I, 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 I think Derek Carr, at least in most seasons, is one of the best players on the Raiders. And I don't necessarily think he's had the best supporting cast. Um, he's got, he had a pretty good running back last year. That what, Could I you think guys rookie, know, maybe. just to back up, um, I just had a question. But, so, uh, do you know what – so what's the Colts yeah. draft pick? What's their number? The strategy has well, to be – tra- well, they, they traded we, it away. We, 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 so we traded we, it away yesterday. So, so getting him so getting him for one year, I mean, there's – No, no, no. We, we picked up a – No, we didn't we trade it for Rivers. We picked up a defensive lineman yeah. from the 49ers – for our first round pick starting defensive captain. lineman like pro two yeah captain two years ago was a pro bowl guy like had a pretty good season last year i mean but like good luck probably a good locker room guy i think he's 25 he might be I what in his third or fourth season in the league with um, there's nothing good about it it's terrible no the, the rivers move is bizarre it, it definitely it definitely was hey jacoby Brissett. Slap you in the face. Just you're you are the backup, and uh, we're gonna go with Rivers for a year and see if he still sucks at 38, 39 years old with his nine kids. And um, yeah, I I I I I I'm really torn with Rivers in that I if if we go if I go to the opening game, I'm really torn on whether or not I boo him <laughs> when he comes out on the field. No, um, you, you got you got to stay with him until he demonstrates he continues to serve up the same cup of suck as he did. Which in, which will for the, be for the, for the, the suck. Which will be the uh, final which, five minutes of the game. You'll that's you'll, correct. You'll yeah, I, I, don't think, right. I don't think I don't think you're gonna have to right. wait long. I don't yeah. think you're gonna have yeah. to wait long. No. Well, and and you know I I had this conversation with my dad about Jacoby this past winter. You know, as as we were going through this crazy season of Colts up and down as well and our damn kicker that couldn't kick and whatever else but you know he he kind of compared it back to just like some old-time commentators and I can't remember who he specifically said this about but you know um, he's like it was something that stuck with him he said you know you know the sign of a a great quarterback is the guy who can lead you down the field in a two-minute drive and go win the game and Patrick Mahomes is that guy. Aaron Rodgers is that freaking guy. And Jacoby Brissett is definitely not that guy. And I, and I think we can all agree that Philip Rivers is also not that guy. And so Jacoby's credit though. I mean, he was playing injured, uh, his starting running back. uh, That's the second half of the starting running back was injured. He had no wide receivers. I mean, he he did the best he could, and it he got and he right yep he got a short the short end. And of if the you stick watch to the the run that they made the previous year, he did one thing well, which was not just give the ball to the other team. He was pretty good about maintaining yep. possession, which that's half the battle when you have a mediocre quarterback. Yep. So I I thought you know let's ride it out, let's give him some weapons. I mean, who what's our identity? I mean, are we Peyton Manning's not coming through that fucking door anymore? We're not an offensive juggernaut. Let's just but, try but to he's, re. But what's he's, this? You know what I building, mean? He's building a defense, is what he's yeah. doing. And yeah. so, and, why not and my just, guess is we might he might pick up a, and whether or not he trades up to a position or he moves around to picking up a or just gets 
tries to pick some diamond in the rough quarterback project in like round two or round three. I'll be curious to see that. But I, I have a feeling um, in, in the couple times I've, I've talked to Chris that he is, he is very focused on defense before offense. So we'll see how it pans out, man. Yeah. I agree. Whole, I agree. So, of, hey, Durham, right. Durham, has your uh, has your spring break been canceled yet? Uh, as of yesterday, no. Although I'm told the trend is that there are those who are canceling, and the plan is to cancel. We have up to three days before to cancel. Okay. Um, I'm a little frustrated because I'm trying to pull together a trip to Stream Song. A plan um, B. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> and and that that involves. Uh, the family, so renting a very large uh, SUV and driving down to Orlando with the family, having them drop me at Streamsong <laughs> with some uh, with some guys I'm meeting there, and then I'll come over and join them. So we're gonna play Streamsong 3636, and then go over and play Mountain Lake. Uh, for those of you who are aware of that gem, it's a Seth Rayner, um, also just right outside of uh, of Orlando, but. Um, so that's that's the plan, and then and then have them hole up in the uh, the Grand Lakes JW or Ritz down there. Yeah. But um, God bless or, you, or, Durham. God bless and, you. And we and we may we may do a house of some sort. I mean, it's just yeah. as easy to, to work remotely from Durham. warm weather. So, uh, Mister, yeah, that's that's Mr. the plan. Durham, I'm working if you on have a, uh, we were... a spot at Streamsong, I may be interested. It's only two hours for me to drive up there. Okay, we'll stay. We'll. Yeah, uh, one of our guys is actually the teaching pro at Calusa, and he's going to come up. So uh, from Naples. So yeah, yeah. Uh, John may be going out to Calusa. Yep. What in the next week or so, with uh, with somebody. So I told him to um, to look up Mr. Penman, and we also have another uh, a guy that we play with here at uh, Chatham that is a, a a friend of Penman's as well, Fort Wayne buddies from back in the day. So um, they're a little worried they're going to close. So that's the. Uh, that's the yeah, the I believe thought that. of the day. That's the thought of the day on that one. That. Our our uh, our trip to the Virgin Islands got canceled today. Bummer, so dude. we are yeah we're we're working on a a plan B, which which you know in in the whole scheme of things, you know I I I think everybody should be uh, trying to do what they can to obviously you know limit probably travel. I, some of this local stuff seems a little odd, but I, I do think travel being limited. All right, so terrible switching idea, gears so. here because uh, um, I'm always jealous, uh, Mr. Derm. What's the what's the goal for round count this 2020? A hundred, hundred for sure. So I I think I got uh, I think I got 88 this year, 88 or 89. I got to look, um, but made a nice late run. And uh, but I'm off to a great start in uh, in the 20 uh, with five rounds in February. I should have, you know, worst case scenario, be it maybe 15 total by the end of March. And then I'm really going to drop the hammer. And if we keep this whole remote working thing, um, my expectation is to be somewhere in the range. If I can be 50 plus by uh by june 1st that's going to be that's going to let everybody know they're going to see something special this summer so, so it's uh, uh i have two young kids and 100 is out of my reality what what do you suggest for me to like maybe just be able to get out a little bit more not set it on fire like you're doing but 
Any uh, pro tips on sneaking a few extra rounds out this year? Yeah, I think the key is you have to identify a day of the week where you are absolutely going to commit to playing 18 holes in the morning before you do anything else. So being the first before you're going to be the first guy on the tee. I mean, just that just that alone gets you over the three summer months, uh, you know, 12 additional rounds. I mean, that's which is probably a third of the rounds of what you played last year. And and so committing to that, looking forward to it, getting geared up. If you if you happen to get bumped because of weather or some event figuring out a way, just like some sort of, it's a commitment to yourself to say, I'm going to get out there and do that. And then once you've done that and you've checked that box, you figure out a way and you make that, you know, I understand you got little kids. I mean, I have little kids, mine are older now. Yeah, you you were able to really kind of figure that out. So that's kind of why I was asking you, you you were able to manage that pretty well. Well, but, but, but you got, you got to say to them, look, I'm, I'm, you don't get, you don't get, 48 hours of me on a weekend, but you get the, you get the majority of them. So when, when would you like me to play? When's a good time for me to play? And, and obviously mornings are always best. If you can find a couple of guys who can get off with you early so that, you know, cause the most part, everybody likes to talk a good game, but they do like to sleep in on the weekends if they're not doing anything, even with the kids where they get their morning started kind of late and they're just eating cereal and hanging around if you can walk in the door at 10:30 or 11, be mildly sober and and have your and have your 18 holes in, I mean that's a, that's a win for everybody. So th- th- that's that's the key of of trying to figure out, you know, make them give you a time where they're great with you going and doing something that's ultimately really good for you. It's exercise, clears the mind good to go out and talk some shit with some guys. I, what That's the other thing you don't realize with nothing to schedule your schedule around your in, in all of these sports that are missing from our lives and the shit talking and the gambling and the, the rush. I mean, there, there is a vacuum right now of fun that exists that is weird and, and, and you can feel it. It's, and so it's not until you get out and you, you make fun of somebody when they chip it through the green and it rolls off the other side. You giggle to yourself and you tell them, "Oh, I really <laughs> thought that was going to be great." You had the right club. You had the right club. You had the right <laughs> shoes. All of the stuff that was going so great for you, and that's the stuff that makes you sleep well at night. I mean, you feel really good when you hurt somebody fe- when you hurt their feelings like that. And so that's the kind of stuff you got to add into your life because it just it smooths out the chaos with the kids and the misses and all that stuff. Uh, I 100% agree. And I've been trying to tell Michael this for a while, Dave, is it's, it's all about scheduling and planning and whether that, whether that's before you obviously go to work for the day and Hey, we all have uh, meetings and objectives and some stuff like that. But I think what we might also all find, especially over the next, uh, let's say six to eight weeks while we're trying to work remotely and maybe it'll, who knows how long it'll really be that long, but we will find that, it's amazing what we can accomplish when we build our schedules around us and not people coming into our office and interrupting us the whole goddamn time. So yes, um, uh, hopefully what we'll able to, you'll be able to build in your schedule and build up the confidence, Michael, to know that like taking four hours on a Thursday afternoon or a Friday afternoon and then making up for it over the weekend yep. or whatever you need to do 
it's okay. You know, like oh, you'll that, find, that, you'll find mention, the other yeah. time to do it. Right. And, and, and you won't believe how productive you are on Friday morning oh, as, yes. you're, as you're in your golf shirt, you know, you're playing. So you've got a deadline. You've got to you meet it. Just grind like your ass off. It's Friday great. morning. And, I get and then, more done on Friday mornings. Whew, absolutely. And I, and I think too, the key is putting some power in the hands of the misses and saying, look, it's really important that I get out and get a chance to do this, but I want to do it around your schedule. So when would be a good time for me, kind of give me a window and I will, I'll, I'll plan my time around that. I'll figure out how I pull that off. Um, letting her know that our, you know, rounds in the afternoon typically take a little longer because there's more people on the golf course. So if you can play earlier, that's better, but whatever works for her that way, when she's given you the time, she doesn't get to bitch because she gave you the window of time you're playing within it. So that's when you look at it, you're like, well, what, what, why are you upset? What, this shouldn't be a problem. Learn, I, learn from the master, the Michael. Question. That's all I can yeah. tell you. So okay. Dave, um, before we, we wrap up the show here, I know one of the, the things that we talked about early on in the year um, was the, the new world handicap system. And you, I, uh, from our conversations, you feel as though you have a pretty good handle on uh, how that's changed, how that's evolved a little bit, and, and also um, how you feel like you can massage that uh, throughout the year to, to your advantage. And so if, could you share us some insights um, into, into what that looks like? Yeah, I'll tell you, if you guys have not really spent some time understanding the new system and how dramatically different it is from the old system. Um, it is well worth the time. I mean, take an hour and a half and really comb through, go, just go to a couple of really good, really in-depth articles and understand how significant the changes are. And they are, they are significant in, in a way that makes it so much more fair than it ever was. Um, I'll be interested to hear because you guys have a couple of really low handicaps and and uh, Chad Penman, the the teaching pro that I talked to you about, he's a he's a plus four at the moment. And mm -hmm. and, and so it's really interesting that the most dramatic differences you're going to see are the incredible swings between tee boxes. So even it as you, is insane. Yeah. And, and so. Insane. And so especially for a low handicap, especially for a low handicap. And so when you look at those differences, what it really does is it gives you an opportunity to highlight your best tee box. And, and, yeah. and, and there has never been a greater chasm. And I used to say, you know, I, I played at a really, really, really hard golf course, Sycamore Hills up in Fort Wayne for a number of years. And I would say, you know, there's a one shot difference between the white tees and the blue tees for me but I'm probably yeah. six or seven shots better from the white tees. So I would always try to play people from the white tees. And, and so what, what the new system has done is it's truly fleshed out those real differences between the tees and um, I, between that, the new, uh, the new um, kind of adjustment that is made for, uh, for adverse circumstances, whether it be weather whether it be course conditions, tees, pins, whatever it may be that adjust those scores, um, I think that's going to come into play far more than people realize. Um, 
I'm, I'm a little bit at odds currently with my own home course. We happen to be one of seven golf courses in the state of Indiana who does not allow their members to post their own scores. So we're yeah. forced to run that stuff through the pro shop. And I'm, I'm kind of been working on that uh, to, to no positive avail at the moment. Um, <laughs> and so, but, but we're working on that, but, but the USGA and, um, and others are really want you to do a whole by whole um, input if you can, because they want to gather that data, which will yes. assist them in, in doing course ratings and then ultimately yeah. whole ratings. But do you, but do you think that that so so is, is your impression is that that's the direction they're going is that they oh, really want to improve course ratings uh, yeah, versus absolutely. like right because right now the way you, to change a course rating it's you, it basically has to run through the 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 club correct yeah. if I'm yeah. not mistaken it's, it's very versus in- it running through the golf association correct the club itself it's almost like asking for an appraisal of your house that then you can right. decide if you want to to utilize the numbers that they come up with it's it's very antiquated very old school the data that will be uh, accumulated by the whole by whole scoring is going to be awesome um there the equitable stroke control that exists now is vastly different and so that that's really a, a, a how is how has that changed? No, I'm not I'm not sure. My how has that changed? So so in the past, in, in, in the past, old system versus new system. Old system, um, if you were a nine point nine or better. So let, let me let me let me go back. If you were a nine handicap, so once you took your index, applied yeah. it to your course uh, adjustment, so that you got your yeah. course handicap. If you were a nine or better. You could you could uh, take up to a oh, max, right. a, a table maximum of double bogey. So yes. then, if you were a ten to a nineteen, you could take uh, up to a maximum of a seven, which meant you could take a if you on a par three, you could take quad a quadru- on a par three, correct. Yeah. And then um, for those twenty to twenty nine, it was an eight. So again, you could take quad, you could take so you can see where. If you understood the system as one of those higher handicaps, especially if you're playing on a course that has a very um, uh, high uh, slope rating under the old system, like Wolf Run, where I used to play, it was very easy. You could you could be a guy who were in you were in the eights, and um, and all of a sudden you would be able to uh, you'd be a ten handicap on the on the course index, and now you could start taking sevens everywhere, and that that allows you to keep your your uh, equitable stroke controlled score for the round a little artificially high. So the new system is your table max score is net double bogey on every hole. So so, I like, and I like that. Oh, it's so much better. And so a guy who's an eight, you you know, you just look at those, 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 those eight highest or lowest rated um, holes um, one through eight. And those where you're going to get pops on those, you can take a, triple which is a net double but that's sure. your that's your max score and that's yep. why they, that's why they really want you to do a, a hole by hole um scoring submission I, but well and i and what you your what you were suggesting earlier and what i'm hoping happens is that year over year they truly do evolve these these course ratings and 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 hole ratings and things like that based off of the data they have rather than it being led up uh, left to the, the the pros or the owners of the club or whoever would control this shit in the past. Um, on, I, I I think that there's a lot of water on our course, and I think when you 
set when they assessed our course or whatever, when they put a rate slapped a rating on our course out of the gate, they thought, Hey, there's a lot of penalties to be had, but there's also what they didn't contemplate in and actually playing it is there's also a lot of bailout areas. There's a ton of ways to make it so that that water does not come into play and is not, uh, um, it does not create penalties. So to, to me, I think uh, we'll see over time, this stuff shift. And I, I'm, I'm excited to see that as well. And I, I forgot that, that note that you were saying about uh, the whole, um, you know, not having to take a seven and those net uh, double bogeys, which is great. So um, be interesting to see. We'll be interesting to see how people evolve this year. And if people get pissed off, I, I will tell you that with John, uh, with Falkenberg, which he fell off, unfortunately, I think his phone died. Um, Cause he sent me like a last text or his AirPods maybe died or something like that. But he is playing to like a, uh, like a two point something index. And um, there is almost no way I want to play this guy right now. He's a 2.9. And from our blue tees, he gets uh, three shots, which our blue tees are super easy out here. And the gold tees even gets five. And I've got to take uh, either plus one from the blues or one shot from the golds and have to give this guy basically four shots from basically any tee. I think I got to give him five shots maybe from the black tees even. And there's no way in hell I want to play that guy right now uh, at his handicap. But it's partially because of my, I think, being a lower handicap, it, it creates some weird gaps. Um, unfortunately down in that range i i don't think from what i looked at with some other players that are in the uh as you were just kind of alluding to like the people that are lingering around the 10 um those those handicaps seem to stay kind of where they were last year i do think yes. some of the higher handicaps did come down a little bit um a few shots so i think those guys may struggle uh um, out of the gate here at the beginning of the season and some net events you know. the higher handicap guys but we'll have to see how it all shakes out yep <laughs> You'll have, well, hopefully, uh, Michael will, um, yeah, will be able to uh, come out of the gate hot. We can get our, our, our season going um, with the season-long match play, play well. But, um, gentlemen, I can't thank you enough for spending uh, your St. Patrick's Day evening with me, although remotely and practicing uh, uh, social distancing. Um, the unfortunate part about that is that I am going to taste a couple whiskeys here, um, and tell you about them as long as you can tolerate this, but I have, uh, and I'll share some pictures, but I've got your classic, uh, Jameson. Um, it's actually a stout edition. I don't know. Is that something you, you're kind of an Irish whiskey, uh, connoisseur, Dave, do you know if the stout edition of Jameson is any different than any, than like a basic Jameson? It, it is. So they have a whole, se- yeah, they, they have a series. Um, they have a stout, they have an IPA and it's essentially the, um, it, it feels a little gimmicky to me, but it's the barrels that have then had. So, so the, it, it's ultimately it holds a little bit of stout for a while and then they empty it out and then they store the whiskey in that, in that barrel that's essentially been, um, uh, whatever flashed with the, th- this IPA flavor or the stout flavor. I, I haven't found it to be overwhelming in any way. So, um, but I've had them all. No. Okay. So anyway, this is a stout edition. And then I have, um, this was recommended by a fan of the show. Um, 
uh, and uh, Mr. Chris Bluto, um, the, the guys at uh, Metronet, which uh, for those of you who uh, like your local cable and internet providers, um, they recommended the Slain Irish whiskey. This is a uh, blended triple casked. So, um, and uh, the, this is uh, uh, something that he was, he suggested uh, his wife works for uh, one of the, the, the local distributors and said that, <laughs> and mentioned to him that it's on sale at uh, Big Red and you should go pick it up for whatever, 25 bucks last week or whatever the heck it was. So I was like, ah, oh, it's worth a try. So um, with a, I'm, I'm more of a, as, as Michael knows, and as uh, I think everybody knows on the show, I'm a kind of a tequila slash, um, uh, you know, bourbon kind of guy more so. So the Irish whiskey isn't a place that I, uh, a space that I play. How often do you drink Irish whiskey, Dave? I think I may have lost your big, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. can you hear me? Lost the pod, Sorry. so I'm gonna drop you just so it doesn't hear doesn't so it doesn't sound bad on your uh, broadcast. No worries. No, you're good. I was just trying to say that. How often do you drink uh, Irish whiskey, Dave? Oh, okay. So that you're a fan of the the space. I'm more of a bourbon tequila guy, so this is more of a unique uh, space for me. But uh, honestly, I I um I don't see a difference between the two. I'm on the edge of my seat that gets me too excited. Um, but I'm sure you are very similar to some mediocre bourbon. Uh, the slain's pretty good, but I'm, uh, it's kind of a not, choose your jumping, own destiny evening, jumping, up, jumping for joy what did, over here. What, what did uh, I, uh, I went with my old fifth, old fifth. It is. It's kind of, bourbon. what if really, really, really digging the single barrel. Has okay. nothing to do with, yeah, nothing to do with Saint the Patrick's Day. But, single. You know, yeah. when in Rome. Okay. Kind of. Well, I think we've had a long week, and I think we, uh, we, we owe it to ourselves to, to uh, invest in some type of a holiday that, unfortunately, uh, a lot of Irish bars did not benefit from this week. But, um, cheers to uh, Saint Patrick's Day. Appreciate you joining the pod uh, to, to Dave and John, who unfortunately uh, fell off probably because of our AirPods <laughs> died. I noticed, I know hey, mine started dying. So hanging on by a thread as in well, more ways than Michael, one. thanks for joining us as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down to about probably 10% on mine. So um, 90 minutes in a great, good, good, good pod here. So appreciate uh, everybody go out there, hit more greens Score better. Hopefully, we can keep playing golf yeah, in places stay, don't shut down safe, right stay now healthy. and, and we'll, be safe out there, everybody. Uh, we'll get through this. We'll get through this. So, yeah. Yep. See you. Sit down. Stand up. Pass out. Wake up. Fade it. Fade it. Fade it.